Hey, everybody, it's the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. Nice to meet you. My friend is Andre Knott. We'll have to get reacquainted here. We're at Akron Jackson. We're at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. We're at facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. As always, we shout out our friends at Blue Wire and our friends at American Fireworks. Dre, believe it or not, it is June. Yeah, baby. Prime season at American Fireworks, and it's time for you to get there. They are always open at AmericanFireworks.com. They're in Hudson. They're right on 91, um, not far off the turnpike, not far off 480. If you go there and tell them the A to Z sent you, they've been known to take care of you. So hey, I got to tell you guys a, a real story. Like my neighbors, we got a new neighbor in our circle and she came up to me. She's got younger kids. This is a real story because I haven't been in town a lot really since uh, baseball started. We'll get into that. And she politely said to me, she goes, are you the guy that I'm supposed to talk to about the 4th of July uh, fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> and you're so like I yeah i have to do a podcast though or they're gonna forget about me. right 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 i was like well if i do my podcast I, I think they'll take care of us but the point of this is once you see the display and you hear about the display i have neighbors coming up to me that have only been here for three months four months and it seems like part of coming to the wadsworth circle that i live in as they you know you're we're gonna get fourth of july <laughs> fireworks from american fireworks better than any city locally around you um that's a, that is a real promotional deal Go see them. There are friends. There are people. I won't be in town the 4th of July, but it'll be blowing up like the Godfather around my block because of them. <laughs> so th- this is this is weird, but this is a time of year, Dre, that um, I find myself, I guess, reminiscing mm-hmm. more than others. You know, I, I had some family members that graduate this year. I was at a close friend's daughter's graduation party the other night. I uh, caught up with an old friend um, on Memorial Day, ran into an old friend by chance on Memorial Day weekend. And you think, you know, you you think about these things. And as a kid, I remember like the fastest time of the year was this time to July 4th, right? Because you're, you own the world, you get out of school and you're going to basketball camp or you're playing baseball, you're going on vacation, you're swimming, you own it. And then all of a sudden it's July 4th and it starts to hit you that this shit ain't going to last forever. Right. 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 So, uh, especially now, you know, we're grown up and, uh, and our schedule isn't based off ourselves. It's based upon all the people that live in our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life's hard. It's challenging, but it's good. Um, it's a real weird, weird time, man. And it's tough times for a lot of people in a lot of yeah. ways. And yeah. listen, reach out to the ones like when you're at, when you get the chance and you're at the pool and you're sitting there, text an old friend, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you can't go to the graduation party, call somebody and, and tell you tell them you catch up with them I, i'm feeling a little reaching. bit i'm no, feeling like a little bit sentimental tonight i just am yeah. good i'm, I'm glad you, in a minute don't worry right. no 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 no, no. <laughs> i don't know what you're drinking on and uh or smoking on but i, I think what you're getting at and saying I, it is important because um you know heck even with you and i as you said we got to get re- reacclimated because uh, shit's just weird right now <laughs> like, in so many ways and there's nothing personal against anyone else um, trying to find my footing, uh, to be completely 100% honest. Uh, you know, I want to say, I just read somewhere the lockout ended like 68 days ago and I totally feel it. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like not making excuses per se, but just in a way of Zach, you know, like when the lockout was here, we were all mocking it and we were all laughing like, Oh, you know, we'll be back in the groove here in a minute. And then it happened, and then the season, like, started. All You know, it was like, you know, like, oh, lockout's over, be in Arizona in, in a week, in six days, uh, three-week spring training, season starts, and fuck, it's June 1st. <laughs> and you guys never play a home game. No. Right? We got the least amount of home games in baseball right Like, now. I'm a very, from afar, observer. 
but it just feels like that there's never any home games. No, but Tom Hamilton's still talking college baseball. No, and I was listening today, and there was no college baseball talk in these two innings, but I was listening so he would, as I was driving home from the Browns. Okay. So he would say where you're going next, and it was like off day tomorrow, and then it was like back on the road, and I was like, how is that possible? Worst home stand ever, three days. Three days against the Royals. Here's something that I will tell you. Because we're going to Baltimore, I guarantee if you're trying to buy a drink and you or you want to get somebody to buy you a drink Friday night, I guarantee listen to the uh, the Guardian. I'm almost saying listen to the Guardians and, and Oreos early on Friday because Tom Hamilton, I guarantee within the first inning will bring up Oregon State baseball because their starting catcher was roommates with Stephen Kwan, so okay. he will tell. And he the, will the tell tournament some, starts on Friday too. Yes, so he will have a hard <laughs> one like no other. <laughs> Hamby's going to be hand-boned out. <laughs> and I'm going to tell him this, too. I'm gonna, when I'm seeing him on the bus, I'm like, hey, what do you think this time? But I'm not going to like juice it up because I don't know if he knows knows how much we laugh about this, yeah. but he knows that I bust his balls apart. <laughs> like, I text all the time, like, hey, my buddy just said you're back to talking baseball, college baseball. Yeah, so someone someone on Twitter asked, and thank you guys for, for not forgetting us, um, why we were doing that inside joke one night. And, you know, mm. Tom's son did it. Was it one or two of Tom's sons played college baseball? Two of his two of his sons played at Kent State. Well, he's got four kids, two daughters, two sons. Right. Both his sons played uh, at Kent State. Yeah, I knew one, one of them was on the College World Series team, which was yes. exactly ten years ago. And I knew exactly. I knew another one was involved in baseball somehow. I, I yeah. didn't know. Brad is a scout. Well, I'm trying to think. Brad may just be in TV now. I'm trying to think which one's older. And I feel bad because I know both of them. They're both good kids. The well, one anyway. that played ten years ago is a scout right now for the Kansas City Royals. Okay, cool. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what a ma- I mean, that was magical. That was, that was incredible. And it was 10 years. We really are getting old, but anyway, yeah. so, I mean, Tom was into it and, and really he, you know, he took time off to go and he should have, right. Like it, it was, it was incredible. So through those years we would listen and I would say, Hey, you know, we got on the college, the topic of college baseball and he started going and going. And so this year, um, we, we kind of joked about it, Andre and I, this year, Stephen Kwan comes out of nowhere. I didn't know who Stephen Kwan was and I'm driving him one night and I'm listening and Hammy's talking about Steve Kwan. And, and obviously, if you remember the first week of the season, he was one of the stories of baseball, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, one of the tangents just went to the Oregon State team that Stephen Kwan was on, and he talked right. about like six different guys that I had never heard their names yeah. before he got back to Stephen Kwan on that team. And <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming the team was loaded. I mean, they, they go to Omaha they, almost yes. every year. Yeah, right? they won the world. They, Audley, they've been the, right. What's the yeah. kid's oddly, what's his last name? Roushman, I believe his name is. Yeah, something yeah, about, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, so I when I got to where I was going that night, I t- tweeted Drag. I didn't text him, of course, because I wanted to drag this out. <laughs> um, and I said it was weird. I was listening to a talk about college baseball, and an Indians game broke out. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it was a Guardians game. But anyway, I'm still catching on to that. So, um, hey, thank goodness right for the Kansas I'm, City Royals, right? Because it was time no, for a get well stretch. Yes, it was. Keep talking and give me, or, or I'll be back in one second. I All right, no, I can keep talking. So, All right, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I like college baseball too. Like it wasn't just. Um, when I got to cover that, that Kent state run in Omaha, which was one of the coolest assignments of my career, I I would encourage you as a sports fan, if you ever get the opportunity and a lot of people don't, um, you don't accidentally end up in Omaha, Nebraska. I get it, but it's a smaller city. I I compare it to Akron, frankly. And it's just like people go all out. People come from everywhere. And to that city, that event means a lot. It honestly reminds me of Canton in the hall of fame um, to make another local comparison. It reminds me of Stark County and hosting, 
the high school's championships, you know, football just means so much there. And there are people that are involved and the city drops everything. And it's just an awesome event. And as they've tweaked it over the years, because I remember being a kid and watching the college world series in Omaha, you know, now it's four team regionals this week. It's the super regionals, best of three starting next week, which are awesome, awesome baseball. And then the, the eight teams that are surviving the super regional go. And like I said, I, I could name five players in college baseball, maybe not even that um, as some of my buddy's kids don't even play anymore, but it's um, it's, it makes for excellent television. Um, the college of world softball, I think the world series is starting and the regionals have been on the last couple of weeks. And I know even less about that, but just the intensity and the magnitude of the games, they jump through the TV. If you allow yourself to get caught uh, in more than one inning or so. So um, highly, highly recommend that. And um, we'll see if Trey's going to come wandering back here. Cause quite frankly, it's a lot easier for me to keep it recording than have to stop and do a cut here on the podcast. So I wish you would have given me a little warning here. <laughs> this is going to happen, but Hey, we're here. The A to Z podcast is back after a long hiatus and uh, we'll see if I can keep talking my way through this or if I'm going to need to break. I'm back. How'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're, I think we're going to keep it rolling because um, frankly, <laughs> I did okay. Okay. Um, but it's a lot easier to just keep it going here. So, yeah, just keep it going. This yeah. is who we are. And I'm, we're both, I'm at, my kids, a little my kid, warning would have been nice, but that's fine. What's that? A little warning would have been nice, but that's fine. Yeah, but that's what kids do. They don't play off your schedule. They play on their <laughs> schedule. I got the only MF and kids in America. In America. Yeah, that's my drink you hear right next to the microphone. I'm the only one of the kids in America that out of all the trips their dad makes, they want to go to Baltimore. Well, when you're like, a kid, it, you don't care, though. No, it, well, exactly. They want to go to Baltimore because they think it's the coolest pool they've ever been to. Okay, yeah, right. That And that's what matters to them. Yeah, that makes like, perfect it, sense. Right. It's an infinity pool. It's like on the top of a building. It's like right over the inner harbor. You can see the whole, I mean, it is a cool pool. But like I'm like all the places we're going over the next month, and they're like dead set. We got to come to Baltimore this weekend. And it's not a bad drive. No, we're leaving first thing in the morning. We get there, and uh, hopefully, if the weather cooperates, get a full pool day tomorrow. Get a pool day Friday afternoon, Friday morning, and Friday afternoon, and then I'll go watch some baseball. I can't. A lot of water wings coming to that infinity pool. <laughs> hey man, AJ, AJ and Bella already winning awards for swimming. It's just so me. speaking. I I wanted to bring up AJ. How old is he now? Eight. He's seven, going on like seventeen. But he's yes. becoming. He's becoming who you think he's becoming. Go ahead. So, la- yeah, and I'm in, and that's a problem all its own. Yes, um, it is. Yes, there, it is. we were at Cedar Point at the baseball complex last uh-huh. week. I saw the pictures. Yeah, and. This place is incredible, Dre. Ain't it? We've seen some complexes, but I don't believe. A matter of fact, I know. I've only driven by, so give it to me. Yeah, haven't seen one as laid out as this. But once you're in, I think it's 10 fields. And, you know, some of them, they move the fences, and it's also soccer field. And two of them are, you know, full size. There's one of those um, college baseball summer travel teams plays there. You know, I I think they host some some big boy tournaments for some of the older kids. But um, they have two little guy fields. And when I saw this, I thought if you hit the lottery one day and you came home to AJ and said, instead of going out and throwing in the front yard today, 
I'm going to give you $500,000 to turn your backyard into whatever you want. This is what he would choose. Yeah. It had dugouts. It had turf. And the home run fence was 115 feet. What? Oh, so, so that's a little league palace. That's beautiful. Yes. So we're on the next field hanging out. And there's a, um, a little bit of, you know, people moving around all of a sudden. You start right. looking. But most of the foul ball, the commotion, I guess, is the word I was looking for. Okay. Most of the foul balls had come from the other way. So you kind of got a heads up. There was a field like right next. Right. Well, right. you realize this was it. And you look over and a kid had hit it out. And apparently it was a grand slam. So I'm watching oh, it, and these kids yeah. are seven or eight. Right. Mm-hmm. And he rounds the bases and everybody's cheering. Go little Billy. Go little Billy. Don't tell me little Billy broke out into his the, uh, team. No, not this isn't like the YouTube video. Right. His <laughs> teammates all run out of the dugout to greet him. And he goes up with the biggest off two feet jump that an eight year old could ever make. And when he lands, they all fall down. I mean, right. they pulled it off. Oh, really? And I just thought, man, this this is paradise. So, yes. Uh, in reality, it's twenty two bucks a weekend to get in, and whoever <laughs> created it put a lot into it and is getting a lot back. Yeah, um, they That's sell awesome. here. God bless them. Um, I'm sure they have fully stocked tournaments there every weekend. But yeah. of the places I've been. Um, Top of the top of the line. Yeah, huh? yeah. So when I was out in Indy at Grand Park where the Colts trained, it was a similar right. place. Although I think all of those fields, at least the one I saw, um, were were for older kids. Right. But I mean, this one, every single field was turf, or at least all the ones that I saw. I have uh, a friend. I have a friend locally that wants to do that route out down through eighteen, and he like thought I had a lot of money. <laughs> he was like, "Hey man, I think we should get together." He's like, "We, I think we should get together. We should put together one of them." And, and he's right. If we got it, we'll put it in eighteen, right between Copley and Medina. Yeah, like I already have a buddy that drives in uh, his daughter for soccer uh, tournaments around here all the time. It would would it? I guess. All right, I'll ask you since you've been. Would that work on Route eighteen in between Medina and Copley? Yeah, I mean, you got access to people. I mean, the thing is here, like, eventually, you know, there's going to be more of these than than mm-hmm. you got to have teams to play. Right. Now, is that a good thing or bad? Thing? That's yeah. another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you got to have umpires and you got to I mean, you know, we we have a rotten ass culture and, and sports just symbolizes it sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like, um you know, these things that happen and everybody gets their phones out, that that's just one part of it, but they're happening yeah. because people are fucking idiots and don't know how to control themselves. Yeah. But you, I, know? you know, like it's, it's, I'm glad you said it that way. Cause it's two things for me. Like the one thing is like my, the, in the beginning of your conversation, and I guess that's kind of where sports are at right now. I get pure, like just happiness and just like, and thinking and like, because you're like, you're right. If AJ had $500 million, $500 million <laughs> he'd buy an ice cream stand and, and that, and I'm sure they got one there. <laughs> and yes, I'm sure they got a couple there with every flavor and, and that'd be it. And life was so fun there and life was so much more simple then, but at the other same time, and then, you know, like, and I'm starting thinking like the best, like now until I was 12, 11, the devil knows this better than me because he knows AAU baseball better than anybody else in this world. I didn't, the biggest, the, you know, the nicest field, the nicest tournament that I'd gone to until I was like 11 or 12 Zach, was in Doylestown because they had a fence that was 200 feet away. Oh, well, that um, was it. That was, that it. was the like, sports like, used to be on 23 news. Yes. Right. Yes. Like you remember like, and that tournament at the end of the year for us growing up, when I was playing in Wobble in the West Akron baseball league, if you got to be on the team that got the Doyle's done, and we went to other tournaments, we went to a Puritus tournament in Cleveland, and we went to one in the Lorraine. And, but it wasn't like until I still really started traveling that I saw fields. But 
when I, you're hearing that, I just remember, man, like getting to play in Doylestown, Ohio, which is five minutes from where I live now, and getting to play at this field that was 200 feet away. Um, it was it was a dream come true. Now look, sure. these kids have places where they play walk up music well, for them at ten. No, no doubt, and and that and that's all fine and dandy, but there's a core difference. That's when you played baseball, and then people volunteered to extend your season. Now youth sports are a fucking business, and there's no turning back. Right, right. That, that's it, right. that's the difference, and that's right. the sad part. And that's why the first thing I thought was, man, that would be cool if we could put something like that. In Medina. Then the second part happened. I was like, but it just becomes a business thing. And it, it, it's not about. The and, and people don't stop and realize that, you know, we all want to raise the next uh, oddly Rushman and have Tom Hamilton talk about him on the radio no, no, 18 no, no. years from now. Right. And have him right. play in the majors. Right. But we're not raising little baseball robots. We're raising little people here. Right. Guys. Right. And when we do things like accost the umpires. And use fake addresses to play high school sports mm, and take mm. our kids from next travel team to the next travel team and go on Facebook because we were so aggrieved because our kid booted a ball and the coach yelled at him. Right. right. It's part of our rotten ass culture. It's part of our selfish ass culture. And yeah. it's part of why we can't do simple things and have yeah. nice things, except when it costs $22 to get in. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, but that's the other thing. I couldn't. Like, we have to stop and think about like, like, what are we doing here? I right? right. Cause like, as much as that story is great, I did when you put the $22 part in and like, I, I'm lucky enough, blessed enough, knock on wood, a part of my life where, um, and I want to say this the right way. Cause my dad is as thrifty as they come. And so is my mom. Um, and so is my wife. Thank God that I don't really even, I shouldn't even say, I don't look at prices very often that much, like for certain, you, you know, like uh, I'm trying to say this in a way, like it's not an arrogance cause it's not, but $22 come watch some little fucking kids play. <laughs> like I would do it and not think twice about it. And I would bring my cousins, nephews, whomever, and take care of it. But at the same time, it would be tough for me to ask like my great, my grandparents per se, or, and you know how you have family members that want to come right. and then you're like, Hey, come out to Cedar point, watch the kid plays $22. Right. It's like, damn, that is, that's pretty stiff. Especially if I'm driven from Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, wherever you've come from, because it's not just like people from Manchester, Barberton or Akron go do tournaments down there. Right. Um, I'll just say this, and I promise I'm going to tell you guys about Brown's practice. And I even got a calf it, stick. That I yeah, wish. we'll talk about others. Do you know what? They don't even care. Yeah, you got a calf stick. I can't wait. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I got to say thank you to all of you. We say thank you all the time. We know that, that we could just talk about talking and people would just be happy that we're alive still. I met a guy that I met a guy last night. <laughs> well, maybe like you say people <laughs> like a couple. <laughs> nah, man, it's so much bad radio and stupid people talking. That just two people having a conversation with some common sense, and I give us both that. Um, that that goes a long way, and you know that better than you do. I mean, look at the people you see at Browns practice every day that you want to murder. <laughs> <laughs> and he's told me not one story about camp. I just know, like even you can say the same for me. There are guys that like you just like you just see them because I see them every day, and you literally want to put your hands around their neck before they even like breathe or say hi. So it's not a personal thing. It's just that's how people are at the first 11 you travel tournament this year. This is not a person on Mindy's um, kids team. So I don't know who this is. So I'm, I'm, I'm airing their business, but I don't know who it is. So I don't know the details of their business. Right. I'll just right, say it. Right, right. She runs into this person that she knows. And I don't know who this who this person is. Right. And they're just talking and they know through through the sports business, through their kids playing together or going to school, however it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, you know, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm assuming at some point they played on the same team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She says, well, we moved 
a year ago or, or whatever. So after years of him playing on this team where it was five or six or $700, which, you know, is a lot, but it's the going rate. Um, now we moved to such and such community. And so we thought with this kid must be in seventh or eighth grade now, you know, with it getting time that he's going to have to make the high school team here before yeah. long, we thought he should play. But doesn't that there. suck that that's the thought process we go through? Well, Keep going. Because yeah. I've just had this conversation with my neighbor, my son. Go ahead. It's just yeah. like sad that we're like, before, so, my daughter wants to pitch now. And it's like, same thing. It's like, she's nine. She's okay at it. Yeah. We're already like getting camp set up. Right. Pitching gurus right. Set she up. should be able to go out and pitch. Right. right. Just like, go have fun. But at the same time, so, as a parent, Zach, I'm like, well, shit, we got to send her to the people that they're like, yeah, we're going to have her do it. We got to do it right. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. So, so this lady says, well, yes. Yeah, so now it plays for such and such. And it's twenty two hundred dollars. The kids in seventh or eighth grade. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's twenty two hundred dollars. It's it's twenty two hundred dollars plus what? four what of get these tournaments. It? What do they that get are, out of it? That are man- four of these tournaments that are mandatory stay and play. And we got a discount at the Cedar Point money. Hotel for two. Wait, wait, wait. So those cost extra money, probably. Yes. You still probably got to pay for travel yes. and pay so, for your hotel. So for your seventh or eighth grader to play where this is, and again, I'm not saying who and I, I don't even know these people's names right. even if i did want to put more details of their business out there right i mean we, we have fucking lost it yeah and let's be honest as much as all of us want to have the next stephen kwan or whoever else 98 percent of us aren't oddly rushman i will go on right now and buy an oddly rushman jersey you should you should he's gonna be a stud do you see when he first came up his first I saw the back? video that was really cool awesome video yes. but you know torkelson and detroit had a great one because he had a song that i would come up to and he, it was the greatest like walk-up song first at bat um all right i'm ready to go like let's talk about the show goes on it's the greatest song it's the perfect way to like start your career and then he, and he's just been a dud so far and it's like so like in eight so like in early or early april i'm like man this Spencer Torkelson guy from Detroit. I love it. He picked the perfect song as a walk-up song. Then after last week and watching strike out and fall all over himself, I was like, man, he guys, he likes good music, but he can't hit for shit. <laughs> anyway, 2,200. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said, these are just, they're not even takes. What's the word? Like, these are things that are just like flying around in my head. Like, yeah, yeah. like what are we doing here, guys? Like, uh, well, really? Well, I was like, look, I, at, at that age, I'm glad you said, because that's about the age I started doing travel. Um, and one of our better friends, one of your best friends has been around travel. Is I mean, it's been a part of the Manchester A's are a, a, a like they're their own thing here. Like they're not ba- they're above a baseball. They're a baseball club in, in, in Northeast Ohio from where we're from. You know what right, I mean? But like, this is not like it well, is no, get off it, my lawn talk because that's what we do on this podcast. Right. When they were playing, there were three travel teams and you had to be great to make one. of Right. Them. And you didn't even try to put get on those teams. If you weren't good enough, you know what I mean? Like that's yes, you wouldn't thing. even think about it. Yeah. Right. You think like, I ever like, went to one of those tryouts? Hell, no, but no. And you knew better. You probably would have, <laughs> Kevin probably would have put you on the team to make fun of you and make you write a newspaper article about it at 10. Cause he knew that's what you it was were always much safer in the press box for me. Always. Yes. yes. And, and Kevin would have done that, but your dad would have looked at you like you were had, but that's, and that is the issue as a dad like right now knock on wood i have a son that but is seven years old who knows man he could break his leg or he could like something else and never want to play again i doubt it because he, he's got a football everywhere he goes and it's gonna kill his mom because he's, he's gonna force himself on a football field mm-hmm. like tonight i had to tell him because like i was like hey my only rule is because i know his mom doesn't want him to play but my dad has been around him a lot. Her dad sees it. He's got, he's all he does is want a football thrown to him at all times. But when he's outside, he puts together neighborhood baseball games, which I got to tell you, Zach, um, 
in a, in a true proud dad moment, even though he drives me insane because he's me, I'm told. Um, it is the coolest thing, man. Like today I'm like doing a couple of things, running errands and I look out back and he's like rounded up like eight kids around the neighborhood to play baseball in our backyard with his That's bases awesome. set up. Yeah, it is. It's like the most awesome. I didn't force it. I didn't like make it happen. But every time I'm on the road and Jen like FaceTimes or takes a picture and he's just got kids I know he doesn't even like kids that don't even like me. Like he's well, he can probably to, beat them. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of the but the part of the problem right now is like he put, he's like like he he put a, like I came home the other day and it was like him and three other kids and the two one kid one of our neighbor kids is a really good athlete too and a couple years older than him and it's like him and his little brother and AJ and another kid going against like four girls in our neighborhood. Now the girls were all two, three years older than them, but they were kicking their ass. And I literally had to like walk out and I'm like, Hey, I've been here 15 minutes and they've hit for like two minutes. You guys have hit the rest. And they just like, they keep getting out. <laughs> and, and, they can't get out. <laughs> and I'm like, and I couldn't be like, but their girl and my, and my daughter goes, I'm sick of playing with them. They're cocky. I just wanted to show them girls are as good as boys. But then by the end, she was crushed because she went into it with a lot of pride, feeling good about herself, but her son, her brother is, you know, me. And he was just like <laughs> embarrassing an asshole to her to prove like I was I will hit home run after home run after home run and laugh at you. Yeah. So I had to like break it up. I'm like, all right, you know, after you guys hit around one more time, the girls get to hit. And literally four pitches later, the girls had to go back on defense. And I was like, I got to stop the game and get ice cream because I, I, I saw my daughter's face and other girls face. They were so hurt. And, they, and the boys were boys. And I'm thinking, you I better be nice because in like five years, these girls are going to fucking make it. They're going <laughs> to laugh at you, motherfuckers. All right. Here's our here's our segue. Speaking of short, cocky baseball players, how fun we is got it the to, best. How fun is it to watch Jose Ramirez on a day to day basis? Dude, It is worth. I'm glad that is the perfect. It is the um, it's the pinnacle. The pinnacle in so many different reasons and ways, Zach, and I'm glad you asked this. And this is like the best baseball talk we can have because the, the Guardians aren't going to win the World Series most likely this year. But there's a chance for them to have, a, you know, like a year that turns into something that we look back at. But the best thing they have is one of the best baseball players in, in baseball that wants to be here, that made a conscious decision that it literally said out loud, 160 to $260 million is no difference to me. No matter how much money I get, I'm going to live the same exact life after my career. And my kids will be taken care of. My family's taken care of. I already like have my. Can you build us a baseball complex on 18? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? This is a good ass idea. (laughs) I could talk about his picture everywhere and everything. He had a picture of himself on his own chain during it all. And the other day, Matt on air, Underwood was like, that's the most honest thing you've ever said on air. And that says a lot because I've been bullshitting y'all for about 10, two decades almost. And y'all motherfuckers still listen. I love y'all. Because um, I said, I go, the funniest thing is I can look Jose Ramirez right in the eye, but he goes on a baseball field against the best and feels like he's six foot eight. Like he walks in that baseball field like he's LeBron James, right? Like he's looking down at every, to the point that he's now going around third base doing like what they do in the NBA saying too small for you. Like, think about how, think about how good you got to feel about yourself to be five, seven, five, eight, 200 and probably 12 pounds <laughs> of solidness, Dominican solidness. And you go around third base and you tell the other team y'all too small for me. <laughs> like, Dude. And he's so smart and he gets the game so well. And he's so funny. Like the last night I had Jordans on uh, these Concords or Georgetown Concords. I love them. They're Lowe's. It's one of my best. It's one of my best finds. And um, so him and, uh, and Ahmed Rosario were sitting. It's like in the seventh, eighth inning. And Rosario's like, Dre, 
show me your feet. And I like pick them up and show them. And, and like Jose, if you know Jose's faces, he gave kind of like, hey, all right. And he goes, kind of goes, hey, all right. And he kind of gives the, you know, this when you shake your hand, like the iffy. And Ahmed goes, you said, you said two hours ago, you wanted them. <laughs> and he was like, he goes, I had three stripe. No, I can't wear those shits. <laughs> Because he, he's he wears Adidas, he's got an Adidas contract now, so he's he's like, yeah, they're nice. But I, he goes, I have to wear three stripes. I can't wear those shits. He is. Um, there's just so many different ways I could tell stories about him for hours. Um, and it's hard because I want to give the right ones, but also it's like he's a visual. Like you need the visual of him, and it makes. And it's why you gave the perfect lead. It's why Zach we're willing to play 2200 for our kid to go play because the difference in basketball football is that most of those guys are 90, you know, one percenters as you and I always talk about, they've been gifted by God in so many different ways, whether it be height, you know, strength, size, you know, like I remember Mark price was one of my favorite basketball players growing up only because I was like, shit, I might make it to six foot, <laughs> you know, like, um, and I think, for, and I see this all the time when people get to get on the field or people get to get close. There are many baseball players that that don't look like the everyday Tom, Dick, and Harrys that we're around. You know, like the people that we see every day. Yeah. But when you meet Jose, I mean, until he shakes your hand, because when he shakes your hand, you know, your your his strength in his hand is unlike any other hand you've ever you know shook before. But you can see his size, his demeanor, how he carries himself. Like he is he cocky? Yes. Does he believe in himself more than anybody else in the world? Yes, but he's not an arrogant asshole and he makes people on the field respect him and he outsmarts. And he then not only does he do that, he is physically like shown that he is a physical specimen at this game, despite not looking like it. He's now taking it to the next level that he's the smartest guy on the field now. Like he knows you're pitching around him. He knows you're trying to fool him and he, he sets you up. And the best was he had to home run the other night. And I don't do this very often, but Jimenez was sitting next to me. Rosario was cl- was close by. Um, our interpreter and like Shane Bieber. And literally, as I watched Salvador Salvador Perez, the catcher for the Royals, try to tell his stupid manager, you know, hey, let's walk him. He like literally swung four fingers at him, and and the manager was like, no. And I got this young pitcher on the mound, and we all go, and we all watch it. We go, stupid. Like literally, all of us all at once go, that's stupid. And then through the at bat, we talked. Through- the at bat and all of us had our own opinions and, and they were because like Jimenez was just like that's a mistake and Bieber was like they're gonna start him off with something slow and literally the, the count as it went along then it got to three two and I go I go that I go he just fucked up and all the players laughed and said yep I go the home run pitch is next pitch and when he hit the home run on the next pitch on a fastball Jimenez turned around and looked at me he goes holy shit how did you call that and I was like I've been sitting here a long time watching him he is special. There's no one like him. And the crazy thing is him and Lindor are player of the weeks this week. And him, Lindor's I been playing great. That, yeah. Yeah. And Lindor's finally like playing like Lindor and I'm not surprised by that at all. And I said that, you know, I, the other day, cause Lindor used to bust balls about how much money he made, you know, and not in a bad way towards Jose, but Jose never like gave a shit. Cause Jose is so secure in Jose. Now I guess that's the one thing to take from this. Love you. Like it's, it's, it's unbelievable. That dude's got like a million dollar pendant, you know, around his neck. And it's a picture of him holding a bat in his Indians uniform. Like, you know, like, like it's some people will look at that and be like, this is idiotic. But really when I look at that, that's Jose just truly believing in himself more so than anyone else has ever believed in him and look where it's got him. 
He's a, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame if he yeah, stays he's healthy. A treat. He's a he treat is. to watch. So, um, Browns had their second open OTA practice today. Um, so they've had five. This is yeah, number two. Still, we're allowed to see. I'm gonna let you go, but there's still two different stories with this team. Continue. Well, right. Um, and they asked. They asked for it, but there's still two different stories. Yeah. No. And, and, and listen, it's hard to separate because it's so new. He's so new, right? And and like you're watching he's him, still, and he's doing yeah. double reps, and he's flicking the ball so effortlessly. And then you're like, well, what if he's not here for six games? How do you how do you make the playoffs? You I'm not even worried about six games. I'm glad you said that because I'm just like, you know, he's going to get four or six games, whatever. But Zach, my thing is more or less, and you wrote this really, really well. And I'll admit, I, I'm, I'm, I've changed as a sports fan. I love the game still, but I don't read as much as I used to read about other sports, probably because I'm trying to keep up with baseball best I can and find different. And, you, because, and you're just so absorbed in it. The last thing you want to be is in sports. Right. That's just how it goes. Yes. But I actually, right, right. But I actually read, your story, even though every other time, every other, and I don't know why I want to use, never mind, every other um, writer couldn't wait to take, and, and good on you, and I'm patting you on the back, you're not perfect, you fuck up too, and I love telling you, but good on you for actually still going to these places and finding the real story and writing the story, and not just taking the little piece of cheese they hand you, and running with it and getting a headline, and writing a shit story, and I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but the whole Walker get him because you wrote it perfectly. And like, I hate giving you, I, but I'm doing it because I, we have to do this. There are certain people that are doing this in a way that are still writing good stories and good content, and giving good information and telling you what's actually happening through these practices that you get to see. And rather than after sitting through a whole practice and because you talk the whole time and because you got to get a picture for Twitter and because you got to talk about shit about everybody else, you can't break down anything that happened in the actual practice or how guys are getting along or who had reps with who or who didn't rep well or who rep, rep with who or you take a picture and oh they dropped a lot of passes the offense sucks such a general easy con- like the guy that you know that lives in the backyard with his dog barking could tell you you wrote a good story about what was happening last week and then you just put in there a little bit like a paragraph of and yeah there was this awkward moment where the quarterback of your team comes out with a forty thousand dollar watch supposedly hands it to a guy for his number and then sneaks back out and it's like i don't hate you or just like i, I I'm more of the positive side when it comes to this guy coming here as my, as my one friend has been calling him dry rub Watson. Um, that's pretty good. I got to use it. Cause it's good. Um, there's already enough awkwardness going on that Zach, I'm glad you didn't make that the focal point, but I'm glad you wrote it the way you wrote it because it's like, dude, you're trying to prove, prove to people that you're not awkward, that you're not weird, yeah. um, that you're not a little out there. And then you do something like weird like that. Like you kind of want the spotlight and want people to know. Exactly. You did that. It was so you awkward do it like that. It was yeah, so bad, but you wrote, yes, but you wrote it well. So congr- <laughs> seriously, yeah, you no, wrote it the way you. it needed to be wrote. But listen, like on the outside and the outside doesn't matter, but on the outside, this is still the biggest story of the NFL offseason, right? Yeah. I mean, may, it, it's in the top five. I don't know. I, I, it's I don't, up there. I well, that, and the, that and Tom Brady coming back, but this is a big one because yes. of the guaranteed money. Because yes. of the, the organizations of it, right. yes, he didn't play last year, and he still got girls popping out the woodwork. And I'll and I'll tell you, and I'm and look, we've said what we said. I think that they all go to a lawyer. That this is this this slimy ass lawyer that they keep going to, and not to the police trying to get him to go to the jail. That that does say something to me, and I and unfortunately that it, it says a lot to me. 
continue. There's there's some testimony that says there's a lot of that, right? And then yeah. there's a guy that was sure. bringing his own towel. Right. Yeah. But but okay. <laughs> okay. okay. What's the podcast same built on? The truth is in the middle. Truth is in the middle. And the same token, though, if I'm not a licensed masseuse and I'm going to odd places at odd times and I don't have someone with me, like this is about decision making as well. Sure, and and sure. I'm not like saying because you make a bad decision, you deserve something bad to happen to you. I'm not saying that. But as a father of a of a daughter and a son, this and I continue to say this before you run your freaking mouth about about dry rub or about the person that was coming to do the dry rubs or whatever else, I'm having conversations with my daughter and son of if you are this or you are that and you bring a person to here or there and this, like you don't walk yourself into situations that that could lead to bad endings. Yeah. No pun intended at all. It's just the word that came. And I'm not saying, but like if you want to be a masseuse, but you're meeting your clients online on Twitter or on or Instagram and you're going to hotel rooms to rub a person that you know is going to be half naked or have a little ass towel, whoever knows. I don't condone what Watson did either, but it's like, yeah, look, do I got to, <laughs> no, no, there, there's, there's so many layers to this. And I think most people know by now. And if you don't want to know, that's fine. And if you're following it, cause you're a Browns fan, you're a football fan for whatever I get it. Yeah. I would just say, you know, I, I'm at the exhaustion point. Um, it's not even over yet, bro. I know, but like there's, there's sensitivities involved. There's legalities involved. There's all that. I would just say this when Tony Busby, the plaintiff's lawyer makes a statement, of course, it's slanted towards his people. And then the next when then Hard, Town lawyer comes back and makes yeah. a statement, of course. So it's like, we all need to say, okay, the NFL has the system in the NFL, you know, how their rules are written and how they define things are, are very vague and very up to Roger, but they do have a U.S. district judge who's in charge of this and they have done a full investigation. They've talked to Watson and we think they're going to again, right? Like all of this stuff, sworn testimony is out there, right? Yeah. Like, so I, I, I hate the public back and forth and I get it in our jobs. We track that, but listening to what his agent and what his lawyers say is no different than listening to team propaganda radio. It's no different than listening when you're talking about who's which player is good or which player a team should resign. It's no different than listening to that person's parents or agent. Of course they think it should be there. Right. 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 Um, You know, this happened. The Browns knew it. The Browns had a comfort level with it. The Browns signed up for all of this. Yep. And I understand why they're not making yep. it available. I hate it. I it's bullshit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you know, all right, yeah. But you know what? I t- Hammer asked me this on the radio at Riz the other day. And I didn't give the answer I think he expected. He'll tell me, or he'll, I'm sure he'll, now, even though I'm a part of the team, I'm, a, I'm, I'm good karma, baby. And I feel good saying, I'm going to make that 850 a month worth it because it wasn't. We're going to work on getting it there. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> better we're gonna change the game i really believe that i have some ideas and i but he asked me and i gave a really short answer this is the browns i asked for all of this like all this of is it. part this is all part of, of the game so yes. not being able to get rid of the the tr- <laughs> what did i call it i gotta remember the trophy you ate the trophy what was it the the, the statue yes the statue <laughs> get rid of the, the whole statue situation i ain't pressed on it I didn't put that situation in my hands. That's what this is what your favorite organization has done. Giving $239 million to a guy that's got this going on. And this is not going can away. I, can I morning. have something for a minute? Absolutely. 
guys, I've been telling you the truth about Baker Mayfield since day one, and a lot of you didn't want to hear it. And the Browns were willing to sign up for all this to get rid of him. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Yeah. And look how embar- it's embarrassing, guys. And it's not embarrassing because it's embarrassing because he can't play it. He's full of shit. He's a cocky little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, My imagine bad. drafting that guy at number one overall. But yes. Right. And giving that guy more. It's funny because we were just talking about Jose. It's amazing just the attitude you carry because your teammates read through it. Like Jose Ramirez's teammates are in love with everything he does because they watch everything he does and they know how genuine it is. Yeah. The guys that play with with the statue know that there's nothing genuine about who that guy is day in and day out. The G word matters. Yes. Sure does. Yes. And that's why it gets hard. It was hard. It's hard to discuss him and talk about it because it hurts some people's feelings. If it was different, you would hear his teammates fighting for him in a different way than they are. You would see the organization fighting for him in a different way. I mean, I will, and I hate being one of these guys. The one game that I always like, I walked away from, but I knew without talking to anyone, then I did. I knew the Steelers games. That was the one game where it felt like they threw him to the Sharks to almost shut his mouth. It was almost like, you think you're all this? You think you're, you're tough? You think this is built around you? Here, we're going to call the game like we would for a top five quarterback. And the Steelers fucking ate his guts. And like to the point where I, like, where people that don't even like him felt bad. And you know, to the day where I could, the next day, like, I could hear the radio and I could hear people be like, it was like they set him up. I'm not saying they did or didn't because I don't know, but I know what I watched. They didn't. And you know how no. you'd never prove it if you, even if you really thought they did? Is if he just hits a couple of simple ones, the story yeah, of the season. True. But my point is, and I can see this even as a parent sometimes, you know, like once you when your kid gets cocky enough and they don't want to believe you, you you throw them to the wolves a little bit. And 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 you hope, like it's like, okay, if they prove me wrong, then then I can trust them to, you know, to to walk to yeah. Dairy Queen, or I can trust them to play, you know, around the corner and they'll come back on time. Like there's things like that, and it's like, but okay, as a, as a coach and as a parent, and we're at this point in our relationship, and you're still being who you are, and you don't believe in what I'm calling for you. Okay, I'm gonna give you what you want. Now, if he succeeded there, it changes everything. And I don't like, like you said, we'll never know because it's twofold. And 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 I see how coaching works up close with real with real ones. And I'll give a perfect one after this, um, with Terry Francona and Oscar Gonzalez the other night. It's well, become obvious how they treated him in that game and how they've treated him since. If he was genuine and they believed in how genuine he was with his teammates, the people around him really believed in him, they wouldn't be doing all this to him. Yeah, so I really believe that internally there's no distraction. I mean, he's not there. They're moving forward. And I They're really believe that at this moment, Watson's situation is not a distraction. And I say at this moment because this truly is – the honeymoon period for all 32 teams, right? Everybody comes back in great shape. It's voluntary. You need to go to your kid's graduation or you, you want to take the wife out for the anniversary and blow off Thursday practice. Nobody really cares, right? Um, you're there, you're doing the work. The, the, it's, it's a work day, but it's like 60 or 80% of a real work day. You're not grinding the tape. It's not November, so nobody's body hurt, right? Guys are getting together. They, I mean, Watson took them to Bahamas. Miles took them to South Beach. But guys are getting together on their own when they have one day off in Cleveland, right? They're doing stuff. They're going to the Guardians games. They're watching the NBA playoffs. They're, they're hanging out. And everybody, yeah, you're no, you're right. You just made a good point. They have, they're going along with life. Like, yes. They're, not, they're like, whatever. Right. <laughs> so that changes. If and when you get to 
the dog days of camp and guys are tired and, you know, guys are starting to see that maybe their role isn't the same or whatever, or, you know, you're busting your butt trying to get ready for the long season. And if, and when the realization hits that this is our guy and he's not going to be here for six or eight or four games, whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, if, and when, and I think it's when the suspension does come and more of these details start to come and you you're out of this honeymoon period. And when you go home for the summer and you have to talk about this stuff, right. Um, that's when it's going to be a distraction. So the Browns believe that eventually this will go away. It will be mostly forgotten by most. Eventually Deshaun will do his time with the NFL and he will continue to work diligently um, the way that he has um, on, on the field, in the meeting room and on making, you know, relationships with his teammates. They think they'll get him in the community. They think to move on and they think that he'll win them a lot of games and they're probably right. But for right now, for all the awkwardness and that's, I, I wish I had a better word, right? Ah, that's, that's perfect word. Like, it's going to come out. And on week three, when you host the Pittsburgh Steelers on national TV on the Amazon package and everybody's watching and Jacoby Brissett's your quarterback, you damn well better win that game. Well, it's one game of many, right? But if yeah. you lose, like all of a sudden this is in the spotlight, right? Where's the cameras going to be that night, right? On the owner's box, on the GM yeah. and the owner, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, yes, all of that is very true. There's no, all of that is very true. I, I guess, though, going off of what you're saying, I, I, the awkwardness and the weirdness all comes from the same people. And they have not proven that they don't know how to get out of their own way, even when things are set up pretty well for them. Sure. That's just been an organizational thing. Yes. Um, I tip my cap that they've, they've, they've put themselves out on a limb and they've, they've made a statement without having to do it at a press conference. They've stated how they really feel and how they feel that they need to get to the top. And I respect that. I do because for so many years they've hidden behind um, phrases, coaches, you know, and like, but just like half-assing, it doesn't get you anywhere and trying to sell that, that the statue was going to be the guy that was going to put you as the last team playing. It wasn't working, and look what it did to the environment of Browns fans, and with even within the Oran organization. I, I mean, there was some realism amongst you know. I'm sure the ownership at first was in love with everything that came with the statue, but then when you got adults as coaches and general managers and as scouts and his coach and his coaches and offense, hey, I'll give them this: they lost out on a really good coach that had an offense clicking because they over Johnny Manziel and took Johnny Manziel's side, right? Yeah. And I'm not comparing those two, but my point is, at least this time when they could have fallen in love once again with the young Texan quarterback that was undersized and full of shit, <laughs> right? They, they they saw through it differently and thought, if right. we're gonna go all in, let's go all in. Did Anthony Schwartz and Andrew Barry save the franchise? I mean, let, you know, <laughs> we'll see. No, uh, no, I like how you you said it about those guys. And listen, the bar has been so low here. And that's for football and non-football decisions that have been made in the 10 years at this team. The summer Kent State went to the College World Series. The Haslam's bought the Browns, right? I remember it all well. Yeah, it was all in a, about a three. We lived it. We right? lived it. Um, you know, these guys came in with such a low bar and did well right away and do present themselves like they know what they're doing, like they're on the same page, like they want what's best for the team and not that's not the most attention or praise for themselves, right? Right. And Dre, they were on a track to where, because of that low bar, 
because a little smarts was going to go a long way because they did have a good roster and they did add some more good players to us and make it better. You know, they could have lived happily ever after and been long remembered here and long revered. And right. now that they did this, and again, from a football standpoint, I'm all for it. It's winter bust. It's get used to the spotlight, get used to the scrutiny. You signed up for every ounce of this shit, whether all this shit's made up that we it hits the headlines yeah. every day, right? Everything yeah. you got to deal with when you go on the road with this guy, what it's going to yeah. be like, everything you got to deal with with training camp, everything <laughs> in your summer, how you're sitting and waiting for the NFL to make a decision, right? You're that you're onto something. Can I can let's talk? And I might get in trouble, but I'm not going to get in trouble. But I'm going to have a the Guardian Indians thing. Because I'm going to make this as a team. I mean, this is about the Browns, too. And I think this is, like, to me, how we present things and what we allow ourselves to worry about sometimes become ro- – we, we build roadblocks in life for ourselves individually and within relationships. We build a lot of roadblocks – before we even get to true roadblocks. Like, I am not crazy about how the Indians went to the Guardians. I thought they should have celebrated it. I thought that they should have um, gone out of their way to say, hey, you, it, like, to me, like, as much as I make fun of the Browns, like, uh, uniform change, that was <laughs> like when they was like, like, it was a bad movie, but they tried their damnedest to show off the best CFL uniforms of all time. And they did it with music. Smoke, Sears, Andrew Hawkins. <laughs> yes. Like they were, but they were going to, like the point is though, they were going for the gusto and they believed in it. Or at least they sold, they believed in it. Like the Guardians, Indians things, they didn't even sell it well enough. That was just, it was just a bad exchange. I'm not trying to get in trouble. It's just an opinion. Um, I'm just stating like, it would have said so much more to walk out on stage with, with and I know there was like, I know there were a lot of hurdles. So whoever comes at me or says something to me, I know things aren't perfect. And this goes back to the Browns and it will in a second. But to me, like going from Indians guardians, you knew that there was going to be a 46, 40% of the people that just were going to be negative about it. And, and, you know, like just weren't going to like it. Weren't going to be for it. Weren't going to do this. And most of them don't come to games, but there are, there is like a 45% that, that were down with you. So celebrate with them. Celebrate with the, the ones that can change your life and make you happy. Celebrate with the ones that actually are your ticket base. Celebrate with them that they have to talk, hear the shit from their coworker about the name change and about the building falling apart and about them not having the jerseys right. Like, whatever. But at least give them something that connects you. So I fast forward from that with the baseball team to what the Browns are doing with this Deshaun Watson thing. You've made your bed. And your fans that are with you are with you. And the fans that were going to hate you no matter what, they're going to hate you no matter what. If you've made your bed, stop fucking running from the truth. Treat him like you treat every other huge acquisition you get in the offseason. Sav his ass out there talking after the first OTA normalize the situation because the longer they keep babying it and the longer they keep trying to put this little band-aid over something that definitely needs more than a band-aid. That's why everybody still feels the way that they do. The Browns aren't embracing it. You know, they embraced it with their, with their checkbook. They embraced it with the checkbook, 
but they haven't been able to move on from the statue. That they should have known that was going to be a part of this issue. Better than I think they I think they were aware, but See, I don't really I think no, I, I'm gonna take exception to that. They have yeah, moved on. They have, but it's not done until it's, it's not done, Z. Like all right, yeah, here, but he's not the, there and he's I know, not coming. I know, I know, but what do you always tell me about perception? It's reality. Ah. So yeah, he's not there to 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 them because they're telling themselves that. We all lie to ourselves. Like I said, they've made their bed. So since you've been, and I get it for them, they, but all right, so what are they going to do when training camp starts? Because he's not going to be moving up before training camp right now. Like everybody's pretty set in stone. It's going to take an injury. It's going to take them paying $12 million of the 18. That's just my number I'm throwing out there. Maybe nine, maybe 10. That's about right. That's about right. In that neighborhood, right? Yeah. yeah. They're going to pay. They're going to pay more than the team that he plays for next year. But that's part of, you're, you're in bed with that. You made that bed. So you live with it. Like, we've all done things where we're like, well, fuck, it's not the best idea, but you know what? I'm having a good time. <laughs> Are you, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we've all been there. This podcast, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all wonder why we don't talk all the time. <laughs> we don't even talk no more. My point is simple. They've made their bed, Z. Yes. Nobody, no one is going to walk away from this thing until they get the process started. They made the bed, walk his ass out there and quit making him look not normal. And he does those silly shit with the ring. That way it makes him look more weird. Simplified his shit. You did it, not us. Yeah. Don't let him go to Cavs games if you don't want him on the Jumbotron. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, come on, man. Right. You, you right. can't hide in this damn. No, place. especially in, in like, look, we, we talked about the sensitivities and legalities and the, you can take a side, but you don't know all, all of that stuff. Right. But you're right. Like this Bernie got cut when I was in eighth grade. Right. right. And he got cut because he wasn't good anymore. So right. we went through 31 quarterbacks. I mean, they retired the Jersey five years ago, but like, Right. I mean, they were just tired of, of the jersey being in the window. It was time for something else. Right. It'll that, be back. That's all that was. You know, uh, wait, I mean, till shit, Jacoby NFL, on, wait, wait till Jacoby Brissett's on Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. In the NFL, a year and a half is a long time ago. And, you know, Baker's magical Thursday night was four September's ago, guys. Let's like, let's just be honest. Right. Um, yeah. So you have Jets. this guy finally. And you're right. You're not parading. I mean, you would think. The, the Browns savior quarterback would be on every billboard would be thrown yes. out every first pitch. Yes. Right? Yes. Like the reds of their first 11 home games, the Bengal, a Bengals player throughout the first, the pitch, first pitch. Seven of them because they're begging somebody to come. Yes. To and I actually heard a reds official say, man, how things are backwards. <laughs> yes. Cause in that city, cause in that city, it right. used to be send a red over to the Bengals. Yes. Yes. Right. So yeah. Um, I, I'm a hundred percent with you that running from it, is not making it any better. And we'll just right. see. I mean, we, we are waiting. I mean, it, I think it says a lot that they five o'clock news dumped their own signing of their tight end. And we'll talk about that. Okay. In a yeah. Podcast. Yeah. But we are waiting, you know, probably not this week, probably not next week, but the Browns go away for the summer, like in two weeks from tonight or tomorrow, so, something like that. Right. That's when it wraps up for the veterans. Right. And then the coaches are out like three days later. And it's supposed to be basically a month of, of shutdown. Like it's decompress. It's the roster's pretty set. It's let's go. But Dre, sometime in that window, the suspension news is kind of, everyone believes that anyway. No one knows. Everyone 
with a little bit of information about what's going on believes that 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 that's what's coming so you know, right. then that resets your point and then that brings everything to the forefront. And then it's instead of on the beach with your kids, when you're Andrew Barry or Kevin Stefanski, right. it's your right. phone nonstop, right? It's, it's yeah. people tracking you down for on the record and off the record comment. It's the 10 year anniversary of the Haslam's up. taking over. And this right. is what the, it's out there. Not right. only that, it's all of them texting and calling within each other, trying to figure out how to, to, to best continue faking out who they got in the bed. Like everybody sees it. Like you like right. they're like they should be like, it should be what was it, my dude? It wasn't me. That's what they're doing all summer. <laughs> yeah, they're playing it wasn't me. We even see you at the camera. Shout out boot scooting Salam Steel's corners, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw number four at practice. It wasn't him. <laughs> I right. see him at the Cavs game. It wasn't me. <laughs> like, we know y'all got him here. We know. All right. I gotta go in two minutes. Um I just want to say this, like, I think something that's happened in these playoffs, these NBA playoffs. Oh, yeah. is encouraging for the Cavs. And that's that, you know, the other night there was game seven in the Eastern Conference. And that's where you, you got to go. You want to go. And then tomorrow night is game one of the finals. Um, these teams are generally homegrown, right? They've made mm-hmm. moves. Uh, they've they've dumped bad contracts and frankly done a good job of avoiding them. Right. But they've been homegrown. And when you look around the league right now and the NBA still does get offseason discussion, not to the level of the NFL, All right. but Dre, ah. like, the Lakers are desperate. The Knicks are desperate. The Utah Jazz is desperate. They like all these teams got to do something. They're at blow up mode. Ain't enough out there for them to do. And right. But that's not my point. The point is the Cavs. I know. My bad. I know. The, the right. Cavs need better players. The Cavs still need to make some moves. They're not there yet. Right. They didn't. But they're but, getting closer. They are. They can have a productive and patient. Yes. Offseason. And I'm go ahead. They don't something need, else. They are not in. They are a home in prime position with They're a promising prime position. future, and they have yeah. zero reason to press or do anything. Yeah. Silly Jason Tatum's what twenty four. Yeah, he was like the draft. Yeah, he's five like years ago. So yeah, he'd be yeah. Right and we heard Jalen, and we kept hearing him and Jalen Brown couldn't play together. And I know we like we we hit that trigger too quick sometimes because the Boston Celtics. I think he's Tatum is going to be a legit. He's here for the next decade. Um, I say that because Darius Garland, I think, just turned like twenty one. <laughs> like, um, right. they're very close. They're, they got to get a wing. They got to bring and Mobley has the potential. And you hate doing it, but after a year watching him play, a year of growth, he truly can have some Kevin Durant and have not Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett. Um, Tim Duncan type, and that's a hell of a, a statement to say, but he can have that type of effect with you know good health and growth, and he seems to have all the right characteristics to do that. You and they have a little cachet, they've got a former another lottery pick, uh, that they could possibly move. They got a big contract in Kevin Love. I think this is an awesome offseason to be a Cavaliers fan. I think this is the fun part because once you're expected to be there and once you like, like, like even Memphis has got a really exciting off season, but when you're like, like the, the Philadelphia 76ers, like they've been really good, but they got questions this off season. Sure. Right. No, there's a, like I said, I just, that's a quick list. I mean, these yeah. teams that are really pressing, right? Yeah. Denver is really good, but because of injuries, does Denver, like I wouldn't break it up. I like Denver. I think they could be sneaky good with health. Um, but still, they're going to do something different. That's like a team I know well. I love where the Cavs are at. And, and as much as I love what Boston has done, as as much as I, I love the Heat would have won that series with health. 
I believe, because I no, think they're right. You, they they very well could have. Yeah, There's but no doubt about it. I took my hat to him. And Milwaukee with the health, because Middleton is that. I, I saw I, Middleton is one of the players from doing Cavs games that has set me apart and what I thought about the Milwaukee Brewers, Brewers the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> oh, no um, doubt you're missing that guy. There is yeah. no doubt. Yes. But, but tip my hat to Boston, and that tells you how good the East is and will be, because sure. all those teams are going to be there. So the Cavs are there, and I still say Golden State wins in five. Yeah, and eventually we'll do this when the draft gets a little closer, and and then after we'll say how close are the Cavs or aren't they, right? And I'm not yeah. answer, I, I'm not diving into that discussion. I'm simply saying they're in at least a decent spot and maybe a really good one, and they don't need to be desperate or stupid no, to not to continue all. to move up. And that's speaking of Cavaliers, supposedly a new logo drops tomorrow from things I've been. Uh, the orange is oranger, I'm sure. Not yet, but but okay. Once again, if you're making the bed and the bed is a little squeaky or the bed is going to show some things that you don't want to see, just come on out with it and celebrate it. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, now's the time. I mean, the Cavs have been irrelevant for going on five years. And so. they change it, and they've changed too many of their logos and, lo- and like that's just what they do anyway. Like, yeah, right. a big deal. It, it feels Cavs, that way to me anyway. Yeah, the Cavs that's got sure. so many, I can't even get mad or care one way or the other. All right, so Dre's this. taking Let his me... kids swimming in Baltimore. Yeah, and then I promise. You know what? I'm not even going to say I promise because we promise we're going to try. I'm going to be back home. It's only a weekend. Yeah. It's, this is a three game road trip, so I'll be back. But I'll be back Sunday night. Um, so we should find time. Uh, absolutely. I got to say this, and then you do your thing. Um, Mary. Uh, uh, Marion Barber, remember him? Yes, dude, that dude was a monster running back. Yes, and he was like, he's one of my favorite running backs of that era, even though he wasn't the best, because there's a difference between your best but your favorite. Sure. He ran so freaking hard, and I can remember him when he played at the University of Minnesota, and they sucked, and he made them good. You know, like, that was when football still, you could have a 1,000, 1,500-yard you know, rusher, and, you know, like, it meant something, especially in the Big Ten. Um, the way he ran for the Cowboys, Ray ran. Oh, he passed away today at 38 years old. It seems like he didn't have a good second half of life after football. Um, just with so many crazy, we've said this before, but so many crazy things going on in life. Sometimes I try to simplify things. Um, and it just hurts that a dude like that. And and there's this story I have, and, and like I keep like, and guys around me call me the philosopher at times, like mocking me. But man, we got to enjoy what we got when we're there. Because for most of us, we're always thinking about like the next thing or next place we're trying to get to or the next achievement without enjoying where we're at. Sure. Shit ain't, shit ain't, uh, nothing's guaranteed. Enjoy where you're at and who you're at with them because ain't no telling that 38 years old, the dude that like was the, the dude that could be on a football field with four 300 pound men and a bunch of the best athletes in the world and just bull rush through them 16 weeks a year gone at 38 just crazy to me to sum it up quit arguing about Deshaun watson enjoy the nba finals but most of all friday enjoy the ncaa baseball tournament we'll talk to you soon thanks to you guys of american fireworks and the blue wire and to all of you talk Good to you, you are, tom hamilton we love you